0: Hello friends, welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark, it's about 9.45 on Sunday, November 27th, Dallas Mavericks just fell to the Milwaukee Bucks, one twenty-four to one fifteen. how are you Josh?
1: Uh, I'm surviving, our household is sick, (laughs) (laughs) just just in time for the holidays, Um, but eh, we're doing our, you know, powering through it, and uh, it's been a while, we haven't talked in a while, at least on this podcast. The the injury report catches up with families too. It does is,
0: is the thing. Well, it's interesting. This loss in a nutshell doesn't really do anything for me. I, I second night of a back to back, Luka Doncic playing forty-three minutes the night before, losing by nine. The Bucks are a far superior team in a similar way. That the the Boston Celtics were, and one of the main points I had in my recap is like if you are going to let a team shoot um, seventeen a thirty seven from three, which is forty six percent, you are not winning most of the time. Um, Pair that with the fact that you know the Mavericks just don't have enough offensively, uh, despite shooting fifty one percent themselves. This this game was a was kind of a schedule loss to a degree. But what we're seeing amongst the Mavs fans who are exceptionally online is a very frustrated group, and I am very curious to see what the Mavericks do, because I don't, you know, this goes back to what we've talked about. They don't have options.
1: Yeah, I don't, this was a, yeah, I don't know what they do going from here other than they Try to look at this game and say, "Well, if we played, if they played offense like they played offense tonight, um, they would have won that Toronto game by like thirty, like twenty points."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it, that's probably I don't know, glass half full, glass half empty. I don't know if it's discouraging that you get a game where all your role players basically make all of their shots uh, except for Tim. But I mean, Dinwiddie had a good night? Kleba had a good night. Wood had a had a pretty good night. Um, Finney Smith, you know, scored double figures, and they're usually the record when he's in double figures is pretty good. Um, you know, they were they shot 61.5% on twos and 41.5% on 41 threes. So, uh, I don't know if that's like encouraging because we've seen this team kind of look really stuck in the mud lately, or if it's discouraging because it's like, okay, well, did they just, you know, did they just waste one of their good offensive performances or how much of this can we can we project going forward i don't know but um like i'm with you this loss doesn't you know i think we said this what we said this after the Celtics game i don't know if we were on the Celtics game but i'm sure we both said it like the Celtics loss and this loss like don't really do anything but when you sandwich them around that awful toronto game the awful denver game and all the other awful games they played that's what makes these losses more frustrating because, you know, they realistically should be like a, what, like a 11 and 17, you know, something gonna like that. I'm going to see what their
0: point differential is right now because until it's they... Still pretty good. It's still pretty good. The last time I looked, it was, they were like third in the West, but that was before they lost these last two. So what are they with the point differential? Um, so they're just, yeah, they, they dropped from a 2.7 point differential to 1.8, but that's still good for fourth in the West. Like- yeah, they're
1: ninth in the league uh, cleaning the glass and net rating after with this game included. So, like, you know, it's just – Yeah. They they, they just – they have to figure, you know, this could be the team that we thought it was. You know, I predicted them to win 49 games. So, like, they're not that far off from what I kind of thought if they just kind of go on a little bit of a run. I mean, if they can just clean up and somehow find a way to win these these, re- these games that they need to win, that they should win – You know, the games against, you know, your your Oklahoma Cities, your Houston's, your Orlando games, you know, Denver missing all their players. And like, if they can just find a way to stop goofing up those games, they'll be, you know, I don't know if they'll be as good as last season. I don't know if they'll be a fifty-one team, but they'll be back to that comfortable, solid five, six, fourth seed range team. But we just don't have any evidence right now that they're gonna do that because they haven't really shown us. Uh, they keep failing every time they get that test of like, hey, take care of a team you need to take care of. They don't do it. And then, you know, the problem is, is you're going to eventually play, the schedule's going to turn. You're going to play teams like the Bucks that are going to beat you, even when you bring, you know, I don't know if they, the Mavericks brought their A game because their defense was pretty, pretty bad tonight, but I mean, the, the offensively they did. I mean, this was probably their best offensive game in weeks, right? Um, and they still lost by uh, nine points and they never had the lead in this game. So... They just, they got to figure out these other games, you know, they got to, they got to figure out these games where they need to take care of business or, you know, this is not going to improve and the schedule, you know, say goodbye to the, the fun, cushy schedule they had in October, November. It's about to get real in December. So they, they I don't know what they got to do to figure it out, but they got to figure it out quick. I'm just not sure. Right. You know <laughs> this, this,
0: it comes back to the same level of team construction where, you know, you can't play javale mcgee he's just he's he's an unplayable mess um the, he he is the worst signing of the offseason by any team when you think of role money length of contract there's no question uh, a lot of people threw deandre jordan at me but he was a single year minimum like i, I don't i don't care um which results in them either having to start maxi maxi cleba which I don't think they want to do given Maxi's f- fragility and the fact that they would rather close games with him. So that leaves you with Dwight Powell who has been getting exposed and against these good teams, but we knew that. So it's like, it's really hard to be mad at Powell. So then tonight they rolled out with wood to start the second half, which was just, it's was so interesting. He finishes a plus five in 32 minutes. Christian Wood finishes with a plus five. God, JaVale McGee
1: was a negative 10 in four minutes. Oh, yeah, he was bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you look at – that's probably the thing going forward is, you you know, eventually they're going to have to get to a point where they start Wood. Uh, and then maybe you start – I don't know if you start Josh Green, but you play him – you give him more minutes than Tim Hardaway Jr. because it's just obvious. They're going to have to figure out the 10 thing because that's – that's not gonna he can't keep playing twenty plus minutes a game if if this is how he's gonna uh play. Um so that you know, they have some options there in terms of well, Tim Hardaway's toast.
0: Tim like yeah, like I'm I don't know six, what to we do have this. sixty games on the I wrote about Tim tonight. We have a sixty game sample size. He is shooting thirty two percent under Jason Kidd in sixty games. That is not a that uh, I don't know. I I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that, yeah it's the, it's not good because when he before he got injured, he was not playing. You know, he did not play well last season, and he got injured, mm-hmm. so there wasn't really. There's nothing really to to bank on. Um, he's played. He's played more games as a mediocre to bad player than he's played good. You know, he's had really two seasons, two and a half. You know, two seasons of of good basketball, and those were both under Rick Carlisle. And I don't know what's going on there.
0: Um, I mean, I, I I think what happened with him, and this is just a a no nothing guess but similar to what Rick did with OJ Mayo is he tinkered with his shot enough to make it work because his two best shooting seasons were under Rick. And ever since it's just gone downhill. And he is, I, I, I shared with this the other night, he is now, he's become a contract albatross twice. He's only had three contracts. Like get his rookie contract, his contract he signed with New York, which was then traded to Dallas. And now the second one that he signed with Dallas and, it's just that that level of variance is exceptionally difficult. And I'm not mad. I feel bad for Hardaway. The kind of shots he's missing, he's no longer being guarded. That's the real rub. Like, he missed three wide-open looks tonight. Badly. That one at the end, which was when they were trying to go on a, on a run, I think they were down 12. And he just misses one from the right wing that hit the front of the rim. I mean, it's awful. Yeah. I, I feel and he really still made more
1: guy. and he still made more threes tonight than he had in the last uh, week combined weeks worth of games combined. Uh, oh, yeah. Cuz he was O for since uh last time he made a three before tonight was November 18th yeah. uh yeah November 18th so. Right
0: and and I I chose to sort of focus on him and it's not his fault. Like this whole thing it, it's it's just sort of it's just sort of where the Mavericks are because you know, they they Reggie Bullock was out for the night. They gave him the night off. Josh Green played 20 minutes, had eight points, four rebounds. Um I can I, I I'm to the point now where it's just you gotta roll with more Josh. Uh, they gotta yeah. try something. Like yeah, if Frank's not cutting it, neither's the rest of the the end of the bench.
1: Oh yeah. I mean that's really the only two options they have right now is Moving wood moving Wood into the starting lineup and I don't know if you move Josh into the starting lineup, but you move him, you start taking away more of Bullock in Hardaway's minutes and you start giving him to, to Green and you see what happens. Because otherwise, like you know, like you said, they're not gonna make a trade. You probably can't start Maxi because I, I don't he can't be he just can't. He can't be a 30 minute per game player. He just can't. Um he's never done it in his career and he's had it. he's never he hasn't played a full season in for in what feels like forever um you know he just constantly gets lower body injuries um when he kind of you know he he looks on a lot of night you know if they play like three games and four nights he just kind of looks toast when you know you know he's just a he's a bench guy that that is really important so they gotta you know they just gotta preserve him but i don't think you can you can really change with what they're doing with his minutes too much so that really just leaves wood and and josh and josh green but i am starting to you know it is kind of funny um, with Christian Wood, I know he was a plus five, but you look at his two, you know, he's finally bit broken that 30 minute threshold and did it against Boston, did it against Milwaukee. And I would say those were maybe two of the worst defensive performances. Oh, that no. I've had. For sure.
0: This no, he's he's I mean, really awful at defense. His timing uh, is bad. Um, the rotations are one thing, but his timing is bad. And he's just so light; he gets moved the same way Dwight Dwight Powell gets moved.
1: Yeah, guys, guys don't are comfortable shooting through him. Like if he's even if he makes it his rotation on time, like guys aren't scared of of trying to shoot around him, through him, over him. Like he doesn't he doesn't offer much resistance at the rim, even when he gets there uh, on time. Um, Seems like he's he's at his best. You know, a lot of his blocks seem to come like off the weak side. You know when he's guarding a guy that's coming straight at him uh, at the rim, it, it doesn't seem to work out too well for him. But again, you know they kind of have to they kind of have to roll with this and see what happens because I, I would have to imagine you know Milwaukee and Boston are two of the best teams. They are the two best teams in the league. So maybe you go you know you just try out scoring people a little bit with wood. Um, but yeah, the defense hasn't really. That's another thing that we really, we, we talked so much about offense, but I don't, yeah. I don't see the defense from last season. And I think an underreported thing was after they traded Kristaps uh and they brought in Spencer. I think they finished the year from the moment uh, from the trade deadline to the end of the year. I think they were like 15th in defense. Yeah. Um, so DNA, they, they picked it up in the playoffs obviously, but they still had moments where, you know, their, de- their defense kind of, uh, broke a, a couple in a couple of those games. So yeah, it's just, you know, they don't have a true, they don't have a fearsome rim protector outside of Maxi, And Maxi's just not a guy that's going to play a ton of minutes every night. Uh, and you're also asking Mas- Maxie to do a ton of other stuff that sometimes takes him away from the rim because they need help on the perimeter. So he's not like a true, he's not always guarding the rim. And then, you know, McGee's not doing it. Pal's not doing it. So that's another thing. The defense hasn't really looked all that great. The last couple of games, despite you know, but again, for the season, they're um, where are they in defense this season? Oh, they're finally starting to tumble a little bit, they're now 14th in defense. Um, we're gonna clean the glass, I think they were like around nine or 10 before the Boston game, so um, that's not great. Last two weeks, their defense is 20th uh, in the league, so I know we kind of complain about the offense because I feel like that's the easiest thing to look at. But defensively, it, I'm just not, you know, you've said it multiple times, Bullock doesn't look the same. I don't think Finney Smith necessarily looks the same defensively. I don't see any great leaps or improvements from Luka other than he creates more turnovers. But in terms of, like, keeping guys in front of him, I don't really see it. And we know with Wood, you know, really the only guy that's popping on the, on the defensive end to me is Josh Green. But, you know, he only plays so much. So, I don't know. That's another thing they need to get right. You know. But, <laughs> Block and Finney Smith were so terrific in the playoffs on the defensive end. They really need those guys uh, to return at least somewhat to that form. Uh, I think because the offense is going to be weird. Like they just—that's yeah. just the roster they have. Like you, know, I don't know what else to say. Right, I, and like I getting mowed down is, by the getting mowed down by the Bucks yeah. is not
0: wholly unexpected. Like even if the defense was tight, it, it, the Bucks are a really good basketball
1: team. Right, and I just. This is not good for me to say as we are content creators about the Dallas Mavericks, but I am, I'm running out of things to say about this team. Um, There's not much. And I think that's why fans are probably getting really angsty about it because, you know, you look at Josh and he's really the only guy that has like a development path left um but like dinwiddie powell hardaway finney smith maxi those are their top minutes guys bullock um like those guys who are who they are right like there's not there's like they're gonna be the same as they were next season this is like there's not you're not looking at this team and going well at least there's like some young talent that we can watch develop uh around these vets or or something like that there's just like the team is kind of tapped out they are who they are and so it makes it tough to talk about because we just kind of have to walk into these games and go like, okay, well, did the role players make their threes? Yeah, okay, well, did they play defense? No, okay, they lost. Or did the role players not make their threes? No, okay, well, they lost. Uh, did Lucas score 35? Yeah, okay, they probably won. Did he Did he score 27? Yeah, oh, well, then they lost. Like, it, I mean, every game feels so similar in terms of how they lose them so that I'm I'm really at a loss for words for what to talk about because the roster has basically been the same for the last four years. And while that doesn't, I'm not discounting that they could finish the season between 48 or 50 wins. Uh, it's its just like, okay, but then what's, where's the next step coming from? And that's when we start talking about the off season and how kind of screwed they are with their asset management. But I don't know what else to talk about. Like, there's just, the team is just so unbelievably static. Even when they play well, like, we kind of know the blueprint. It's Luka looking dominant or all these role players make their threes. Like, there's no... I mean you can maybe break down some tape sometimes but you know the offense they run the sets they run that feels like you know maybe too micro looking at it when I don't know these games yeah. still feels like, I don't know this is bad I am just kind of like I'm no, in a because funk it's in this like, team like like they're, I just don't know where they where
0: to go But like, quietly it it's it's been it's been of note and we've not really talked about it but it's like Spencer Dinwiddie not shooting out of his mind is, is a small part of why the Mavericks haven't won some games. I mean, he's still playing pretty well and he's actually still shooting pretty well. It's just, it's there, there was, he was going on games where it's like he was scoring North to 20 and the Mavericks needed that. And in these last four games, he's, he's gone over 20 once. Um, and it's, it's, I, I don't that and that's not a, like a, a, that's not to blame Spencer at all. Like Spencer has been I've really been pleased with what Spencer has has offered this team this year relative to my expectations. I actually thought he would take a step back and he's played the same level of basketball. It's they just don't really have much and they that that's where it's like like talking about them in the big picture gets a little weird because I go on these live shows and people have the same complaints And I want to talk about those things and have people get out their frustrations. But, you know, the the level of toxicity, that's been a fun word on the Internet this Sunday, comes from the fact that the Mavericks have made a lot of mistakes, which they then told us weren't mistakes. I I don't know what. And so it's like it's it's a recipe for frustration. I don't necessarily agree with the, the toxicity because. Like we said, you, you just said this, if a couple of guys shoot a little bit better, they're going to win more games than they're going to lose. I just, I,
1: the way some of the shots aren't falling, I don't know when that happens. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> it just It just sucks because it's like, it's not one of those things where we can, <clears throat> I mean, they could do some, they could do a little bit more to be more creative off the ball. They could do anything.
0: See, that's okay. Yeah. But there's two things that Luca needs to improve on. One is hit his free throws. Like he's back down to his career average, shooting 75%, 12 free throws a game, and you're shooting 75%, you're leaving three points on the board every game. Every game. And when they've lost these games, he just he has to do better. I'm sorry. Nobody's gonna, I'm gonna get yelled at for that but he has to shoot in the low 80s he just has to if he's going to shoot this volume of free throws otherwise it's kind of pointless um the second thing that he has to do and while we're here and the Mavericks need to enforce this they have to find a way to enforce this he has to do something off ball I I am sick and tired of the Luka Doncic criticisms about how he plays and the nonsense from like I I had to listen to Isaiah Thomas Talk about how Luka picks up all these cheap assists. Fuck out of here with that. Luka makes hard <laughs> passes, drives the basket, guys hit their shots or they don't. I'm not interested in that. But when Luka doesn't have the ball, more often than not, he's standing north of the three-point line almost at half court. Or he's standing in the corner with his hands on his knees. I know he has a heavy load. But they have to get him involved because the rest of the team is not good enough to score consistently. It's only Spencer putting his head down. Am I wrong? I mean, I know you agree no. with me, but it's like, I feel like that's a thing that like, we don't, it's like a third rail where it's like, oh, he's carrying so much of a load that we can't say he needs to play even better because he does need to play even better because the Mavericks are not under 500.
1: No, it you, the it's a catch 22 because you're right. But also if he's going to be playing 40, 40 minutes a night and having a 36 to 40 usage rate, how can you how can you possibly expect him to want to run hard off the ball when on the like three possessions, uh, a quarter or whatever he gets where he's not running the show? You know, like they just they have to find a way, and that goes back to the like they have to find a way to to ease his burden, and then you can maybe expect more from him off the ball. But I just don't know how that how is that going to change when he's when he's got the the minutes and usage toll. Like, how could you possibly expect him to be like? Hey Luca, I know that you literally do everything and and, <laughs> and we only win games when you score 35 points or 30, 30 or more points. But we're gonna need you on the on the couple of plays where you don't have the ball, we're gonna need you to run really hard uh, off some screens and, and we're gonna need you to set we're gonna need you to set some screens and have some big guys run into your knees uh and, and push you down to the floor even more. Uh how do you feel about that? Like <laughs> Like, I just, I, I it's part of it. It's, it's part of it, though, because you watch Giannis tonight. That dude
0: sets screens, he moves around and causes chaos. Luca doing stuff causes chaos. He knows this. He's a smart guy. He's choosing to sort of ration his energy. And I have a hard time arguing with that from a conceptual standpoint. It's just when you watch them, when you watch these possessions, it's either Spencer does something or nothing that's that's it those are the options
1: i i I don't know i know i know what you mean and i mean Giannis is a big basically so it's uh it's tough like he's not their point guard i mean i know his usage is high but he's not you know he's not bringing the ball up the floor every single time it's a little different but i know what you mean like in a perfect world that's you know but you know sorry what what's that (laughs)
0: Jason Gallagher. I just saw him. He posted a meme saying people blaming Luca for the Maps oh, problems, yeah. and it's J. Jonas Jameson. Spider Man is an evil psychopath abusing his powers. Which, like, as I'm as I'm like saying, hey, it's just perfect timing. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I know, and it's just, I mean, Giannis has Drew Holiday, and when he's healthy, Chris Middleton as his teammates, and Mavericks don't have anyone close to that. Like it's you know, Dinwiddie is the closest, but he's not gonna make an all-star team. Um although I guess if he keeps shooting like this from three, I mean he might get considered, but you know, it's just it's it's like the, you know, uh the chicken or the egg. Like they could ask Luca to be do more off the ball and I get it. And I get that like when he doesn't have the ball, him standing there with his hands on his hips is like really frustrating. But also I don't know how they can expect to ask him to do more off the ball when they ask him to do more on the ball than maybe any other on ball player in, in the NBA. Um, yeah. And again, remember when I talked about like when they were, when they were winning and uh, they were winning games early in the season, there were a couple games over 500 and Luca was scoring what like he scored like 30 in his first six games or whatever it was, eight games. And we we're like, man, what is this going to look like when Luca like is still good, but like not, not like he's superhuman, best player of all time, good, but just like really Luca good. And he scored 27 points on 20 shots. He he made three of seven threes. Like the free throw sucked. He had 12 assists and they lost. Like he played a pretty good game, but he didn't play meteoric uh greatest player of all time type of game and, and they lost. And I'm just right. like this this trend that they've not won any games uh this season when Lucas scored under 30, like, that's concerning. And then the fact that they've been relatively healthy this season, the schedule's been good to them in terms of, like, home games. They haven't had to travel a ton. Like, I get that there's the last two seasons are going to give a lot of people reasons to, to be patient. I think people should still be patient, but I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot of funkiness going on this season that doesn't compare to last season because last season had injuries and COVID, and this season hasn't so far so yep. that's you know that's the red flag right you know is yep. just like they've gotten all the breaks they've gotten so far and they're 9 and 10 um and lucas playing like one of the best players of all time and they're 9 and 10 so <laughs> like i you know that's and then that's why we go back to like i don't i understand why fans are mad like fans should be mad like what should they just be like docile on this like that's part of being a fan you know i understand people you know don't you know I'm not endorsing people saying nasty things to each other. They shouldn't. Don't be no. an idiot, but also like people are just going to get mad and that's, that's kind of how it is. And they're going to win. I hope but they're going to go on another win streak and everyone, those people are going to be happy. Like it's just kind of, it's kind of how it is. So yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what else to say.
0: Oh, uh, well, we should get out of Dodge then we'll go figure out what to, uh, to put up some content about for this here, uh, game. Uh, i wrote a recap i'll be going live on the show um got a few shows this weekend if you feel like reveling in misery uh appreciate those of you who do listen every time uh yeah let's just go you got anything else
1: Nah, yeah, that's it I think. all right
0: kirk henderson and josh bow mabs moneyball after dark thanks so much for listening and i hope you guys have a better week we will see you on tuesday night